the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. And a lot, a lot going on. Um... Folks, all I can tell you is we we still don't know who controls the House of Representatives. We still do not know who controls the United States Senate. And uh, in Arizona alone, more than more than a half a million votes have yet to be counted. In the greatest country on the face of the earth, for some reason, they cannot, we cannot, manage elections. And it is beyond frustrating. I get it, but we just have to hang in there. Uh, it looks as though uh, Carrie Lake and Blake Masters are are headed in the right direction, but there are no guarantees right now, none whatsoever. And I will, I will tell you that we've got a great show for you, a lot of ground to cover, but the most pressing issue now is what to do about Republican leadership in the House of Representatives and the Senate and the RNC. And and folks, based on some information that's coming out, I can tell you that if we are going to have a shot at, at really transforming the Republican Party and advancing a truly conservative agenda, an agenda that does not mean waving a, a white flag of surrender and, and handing over our majorities to the Democrats, we are going to have to have new leadership. Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Ronna McDaniel, they got to go. They've got to go. And with all due respect, we have to make sure our elected leaders are not endorsing candidates because somebody at Fox News Channel told them so. If you're looking at if you're looking at the Pennsylvania race right now, and and with the, with John Fetterman, who is the senator elect? Just remember that it was Sean Hannity who told Donald Trump that Fetter, that that Dr. Oz was the guy. That was on that that that's on Hannity. But this is what happens when you select candidates based on name recognition only, or based on celebrity instead of actual instead of actually having an opinion or having um having a a center base where you know this is what this person believes. Anyway, a lot of fake news going on out there. Looks to me like there is a concerted effort now to take out Donald Trump, and it is ugly. And I want to caution you. Uh, there, there's, there are going to be a lot of accusations hurled about, 
and you just have to be careful. You really cannot believe anything uh, that you're seeing. If you see something on CNN or Fox News, you need to make sure there is a second source for your information. But Fox News is going to be leading the charge here to replace Donald Trump. This is no longer about retaking Congress. This is about stopping Trump in 2024. And we told you to get ready for this. We told you this was coming, and it is. The Washington Post yesterday published a shocking story about how Kevin McCarthy has been working behind the scenes for several years now to sabotage the campaigns of conservative candidates. And by conservative candidates, I mean members of the House Freedom Caucus. We're going to be speaking to one of those members a little bit later on, uh, Ralph Norman from South Carolina. The story goes into great detail about how even this election cycle, Kevin McCarthy was funneling money to outside groups, and the whole point of this was to sabotage the campaigns of conservatives. It's unbelievable. Folks, we've been telling you for a long time now that there is a civil war underway in the Republican Party. It's been happening in the shadows. It's been happening behind the scenes, but it's been going on, and it's been very effective. Not only have these conservatives been fighting the Democrats, in many cases, these candidates have also been fighting their own party, and they've had no idea. It is a covert operation. Now, McCarthy is not commenting on any of this, but apparently the RNC is involved in some capacity as well. It's some pretty ugly stuff. And now you're going to see Republicans rising up and calling out Donald Trump. And I want you to understand something. When you look at these so-called conservatives that are coming out and attacking Donald Trump, you need to go back and see if they were if they were on the Trump train to begin with or if they have just been a silent or quiet never Trumper. Because every single the ones one of the ones I've looked at have been never Trumpers. So not much has really changed here. That, that, that's what I'm getting at. And look, I like Ron DeSantis. I will vote for Ron DeSantis if he runs for a national office. So this really isn't about Ron DeSantis. This isn't about who Todd Stearns likes. This isn't about who is best to represent the Republicans in 2024. This right now is a fight for the heart and the soul of the Republican Party. And if Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and Ronald McDaniel have been out there intentionally sabotaging pro-Trump candidates, they need to be removed from their positions of leadership immediately. It's that simple. And if they don't, nothing's ever going to change. As a matter of fact, the Washington Post reports that Kevin McCarthy has been more brutal in the crackdowns than anything Paul Ryan or crying John Boehner ever did when they were in the speakership. Meanwhile, you have you have Fox News hosts that are now going out there and um, are going after Donald Trump. Cut number 11. This is Jesse Waters. McConnell spent close to $400 million on these Senate candidates. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but that is a lot of money. And we didn't pick up a single seat. So either some of these candidates are garbage or the money's not being well spent. But Trump's sitting on a massive war chest in Mar-a-Lago. Where'd that money go? We don't know. And then yesterday, Kaylee McEnany 
on the curvy couch said that uh, President Trump needs to hold off. He needs to yank his announcement for uh, next week, where we understand he's going to throw his uh, name in the hat for the White House. Take a listen to Cut 22. And that yep. could go straight through the state of Georgia. Does that include Trump? I think he needs to put it on pause. Absolutely. Look, he'll, he'll make that decision. He'll make his own decision. But does he go I, to if Georgia? I'm advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, no one announces 2024 until we get through December 6th. Do you see the former president a need for him to go to Georgia? I, I think we've got to make strategic calculations. Um, Governor DeSantis, I think he should be welcome to the state, given what happened last night. Oh, you've, got to look, you've got to look at the realities on the ground. And Herschel Walker, we've got to win the Senate. That's it, guys. Got to win the Senate. All right. So, again, looking at where we are right now, none of this is – I don't believe this is Trump's fault. Did he make some bad picks? Uh, yeah, he did. But ultimately, this is on the candidates. And if you've got Kevin McCarthy out there and he's playing politics behind the scenes and trying to sabotage, this looks to me like the whatever happened on Election Day, that's on the Republican Party. That's on their leadership. Here are the latest results, by the way. Um, you need 218 to control the House. Republicans now at 207. Uh, the Democrats at 184. And depending on who you're going with, uh, you have the Republicans in the Senate up 49 to 48. Uh, The Washington Post has them tied at 48. You need 50 votes to control the Senate. And we don't know, folks, they don't know when they're going to be able to announce the winners. They have no earthly idea. This This is why we need more governors like Ron DeSantis. I mean, Doug Ducey's a Republican, but what a mess that is. And then you've got the Secretary of State who's in charge of the election, and she's actually on the ballot. Anybody want to say conflict of interest there? I mean, geez, a little American. But when you step back and when you look at look at the elections as a whole, you can see that there's a whole lot of red on that map. And yeah, we didn't win the governorship in New York, but you know what? We won a lot of local congressional races. As a matter of fact, Long Island is now all red. Now, who do, you, who do you want to thank for that? So Trump is frustrated, and I get it. Uh, the president did come out and say the reports about him being angry at Melania were not true, calling it fake news. The president also has a few things to say about Ron DeSantis. Cut number 19. Ron is a person, I've always had a decent relationship with him, but when I endorsed him, he was, he was gone. He was not going to be able to even be a factor in the race. And as soon as I endorsed him, within moments, he, the race was over. I got him the nomination. He didn't get it. I got it. Because the minute I made that endorsement, he got it. Then he ran, and he wasn't supposed to be able to win. I did two rallies. We had 52,000 people each one, and we ended up, he won. And I thought that he could have been more gracious, but that's up to him. So look, um, you're going to have a battle of the heavyweights. This is it, It's going to be pretty awesome. But you're going to see a battle of ideas between Trump and DeSantis. And the Republican voters, you folks, are going to have the opportunity. There are a lot of people that are coming out of the woodwork who are on the conservative and Republican side, and they're saying, you know what, this is all Trump's fault. It's time for Trump to step aside, let somebody younger, somebody more energetic, uh, get out there and be the face of the party. Now, the reality is a lot of these people may may be paid to say what they're saying. I mean, the Wall Street Journal is enraged. They're blaming President Trump. They say he botched the 2022 elections. I mean, I don't find that to be the case. Yes, there were issues out there. 
Is it true that maybe the president's rallies could have been focused more on the candidates than himself? Yes. Okay. I didn't see anybody else out there drawing 15, 20, 25, 30,000 people to rallies. So I think the president went above and beyond to do what he did. But ultimately, and I, I, I'm not sure the folks, and especially in some conservative television networks, I'm not sure they're smart enough to understand what really happened. And that the bad guys here are the folks that are working right now on Capitol Hill, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, and Ronna McDaniel. I want to read this to you from the Washington Post story. Uh, it, it starts off by explaining how McCarthy uh, sabotaged and targeted Madison Cawthorn. Well, look, let's be real here. And we, we've talked about this on this radio program. Cawthorn sabotaged himself. Keep your pants on, sir. Got to do that. It's important. So anyway, into this Washington Post story, uh, they write, targeting Cawthorn was part of a larger behind-the-scenes effort by top GOP donors and senior strategists to purge the influence of conservative factions that seek disruption and grandstanding often at the expense of their GOP colleagues. The political machine around McCarthy has spent millions of dollars this year in a sometimes secretive effort to systematically weed out GOP candidates who can either cause McCarthy trouble if he becomes House Speaker or jeopardize GOP victories in districts where a more moderate candidate might have a better chance at winning. The allies close to McCarthy have sometimes taken steps to conceal their efforts, as they did in the Cawthorn case. In other words, they're working in the dark here, people. With money passing from top GOP donors through organizations that do not disclose their donors or have limited public records. In safe Republican districts, controversial Republicans like New York State Party Chair Carl Palladino, Florida State Rep Anthony Sabatini, and Trump-endorsed congressional candidate Joe Kent have been targeted after distancing themselves from McCarthy's leadership and echoing so-called extreme claims. McCarthy's team has also gone to work to protect several GOP incumbents from far-right challenges. In other words, McCarthy is using millions of the dollars. So when you give a dollar to the Republican Party, McCarthy is using that to protect moderate to liberal Republicans, and he's trying to destroy conservatives. McCarthy's own approach to enforcing unity within his sometimes fractious Republican caucus has been more aggressive than his two immediate predecessors. McCarthy has spoken publicly about the need not just to win a majority in the House, but to make sure his party wins a governing majority. McCarthy has already told us the the battle plan here. He's not going to be doing anything to upset the apple cart when it comes to the White House. He said, and Ronna McDaniel said, they're going to be looking for ways to work across the aisle. And ladies and gentlemen, if that happens, I don't think the Republicans will ever win another congressional majority. Look, we got to take a break here. We're going to open up the phone lines, and I, I have to apologize. My voice is just a smidge raspy today. So we're going to get through it. I'm, I'm nursing the, uh, the the teas and the coffees and the whatnot. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls. Is it time to replace all GOP leadership? And if so, who would you like to see as Speaker of the House? 844-747-8868. We're going to the phones. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. 
You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. Hey, Todd, you need to change Ronna McDaniel's name to identify her who she really is. She's Mitt Romney's niece, and anybody associated with Mitt Romney cannot be trusted ever. All right, that's Rocco from Georgia, and thank you for reminding us uh, that Ronna McDaniel actually changed her name after she became RNC chair um, when Trump was elected president. She would always refer to herself as Ronna Romney McDaniel, and so she removed the Romney uh, because it probably irritated President Trump. Uh, so, so now she goes by Ronna McDaniel. So yes, again, another piece of the puzzle here uh, when you look at the the Democrat or the Republican leadership fighting against conservatives. Rana is a Romney. Let's go to the phones. Steve in Maine, WLOB, our great station there. Steve, what's up? Hey, Todd. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Um, Todd, I love you. I love your show. I was telling Grace, I listen to you six days a week. Um, I can't remember now if it's Saturday or Sunday where you have, we have like a rewind. And I, so I listen to you six days a week. Here's my problem I have with you, Todd. You're constantly talking about Trump. I under, I under, I think I understand why, but I don't think, I know he's never going to be president again. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's, I believe it with all my heart. He, he has no self-control. He can't shut his mouth. If he disagrees with someone, he starts beating them up online on social media. He he just has no self control whatsoever. I I I I'm just done with him. And you know the people I talk to on a daily basis, um, they're done with him too. Just for all of those reasons I just told you. And uh, I will hang up and. I will let you respond. Well, to Steve, that. don't. Well, don't. Well, I appreciate that. I will. And look, I, I don't want you to be angry with me. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I, I talk about Trump is he is in the news cycle, and whether you agree with him or not, he is a driving force right now within the Republican Party. Now, here's the question, and Steve, full disclosure: back in 2016, I was a Ted Cruz man un, until the very end. Um, if if uh, Ron DeSantis wants to run, and Mike Pence and Mike Pompeo. Steve, I say put them all up there. Let's debate. Let the the best ideas 
win the day. But, Steve, we're going to pose your question out there because it's a good question. Should Donald Trump be the guy in 2024, or is it time for him to step aside? What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868. That's your telephone number. We'll be right back. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. to be president, uh, mainly because I know he can do it. I guess he's no angel, and he's kind of rough, but he can get the job done. All right, that was Ricky from Arkansas saying he's a Trump guy. Uh, Breitbart just posting their their lead story. Uh, They're saying that Ron DeSantis should run for president now. They say he should not wait. Uh, Just like Barack Hussein Obama, when Obama was hot, he ran. They're saying DeSantis is hot and now is the moment you don't win the white house by waiting your turn Uh, again this is coming from breitbart and they're saying it's not an endorsement of desantis they're just making an observation you can read into that whatever you will all right let's get to the phones here folks uh is it time for trump to step aside that seems to be the growing consensus among establishment Republicans and never Trumpers and some people who up until Tuesday had been Trump fans. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Phil in Alabama. Hold on for a while. Phil, appreciate that. Uh, what's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, Tom. So good to talk to you. Absolutely. Trump should run in 2024. And Ron DeSantis should not. Here's my logic. I'm an old-timer. I can remember back when uh, there was a primary between Ronald Reagan and, first of all, Gerald R. Ford. And then later on, uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Those were primaries where policies were involved. Reagan was a conservative. Bush and Ford were moderates. I uh, I know you talked a while ago, let's hear the issues, basically... I would think that uh, Trump and DeSantis have the same policies, uh, so it's not a pol- it would not be a policy primary. It would be a personality primary. And for all those folks, I see signs around my town that say, Ron DeSantis, Trump without the crazy. Don't they realize, Todd, that the crazy is what got, t- what got Trump elected in the first place? I mean, when when he said there, and there were 16 candidates in that 2016 primary, and when he said something like uh, little Marco Rubio or uh, Lion Ted, you know, people all of a sudden realized 
we've got somebody here who wasn't groomed by the party as to how what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to act. If Trump hadn't kicked this whole thing off, Todd, Ron DeSantis wouldn't be where he is last night or Tuesday night. And and that's the point Trump was making is that DeSantis and I do remember that race and it was a tough race. Uh, one that DeSantis barely eked out a win, but he did. And DeSantis has has governed so incredibly well. I mean, it's one of the few places where you actually had a massive red tsunami happen. Florida, now rock-solid red state. Uh, look, Phil, I think what's going to happen here is you're going to start seeing um, and you mentioned the policies, and that's an important thing. There are a couple of issues that I have a big ch- problem with Trump on. They did not dismantle the Department of Education. They didn't even start the dismantling process. Uh, I agree. An- another issue is capitulating to Dr. Anthony Fauci and the, the CDC. Uh, Ron DeSantis yeah. stood up to Dr. Fauci. And I would say, you know, Phil, another issue, and, and again, it's um, you, you, these are not deal breakers, but you know the president released a lot of criminals. He opened up the opened up the jails. Um, that is going to be an issue if, in fact, he decides DeSantis decides to jump into the race. Uh, I think it's a it'll be a spirited debate, and I don't mind having a spirited debate. Phil, appreciate the call. You make some very good points uh, there in Alabama. Let's go to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Jerry, listening to us on KWAM. Hey, Jerry, what say you? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I, I kind of was, I've been thinking this for a while now. I'm kind of hoping that Trump doesn't run. If he did, I would definitely support him, but he's, I don't think he's our best candidate by far. And I think for, in large part, you stole my thunder there talking about uh, the things that Ron DeSantis did. And, 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 and I'm just, I, I was shocked. I was just shocked when, when Trump, the Sunday before the election, took off on Ron DeSantis and called him Ron DeSanctimonious. The night before he was going to Miami, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I hate to say I'm done. I'll vote for him if, if he wins, but I hope he doesn't run because I'm, and I've got a, I just bought a flag, uh, Trump, make America great again. I can't put it out. I was going to put it out on the 14th when he, uh, when he uh, announces. I don't know if I'm going to put it out now. I'm so, he, like, the, like the guy from, from uh, the East Coast, uh, WLOB, whatever it was said, he's just undisciplined. He's an adolescent. Uh, he's just, he's just a kid. And uh, I would support him in as much as he's proven that he can get the job done. But DeSantis and Cherry Lake and so many people are so much better that I would, I would hate, I would hate it if he runs. I just want to make sure that people aren't using the election. And again, a red ripple is better than a blue wave. Yeah, we were expecting a red tsunami. But look, at the end of the day, if we're controlling Congress, we're controlling Congress. And uh, Trump has Trump has a, a, a part in all of that. You're right. You're right. And I and I don't begrudge him the, the lack of a red wave. The, the lack of a red wave is largely Mitch McConnell than just the public. How in the world do people, like you just said, in Memphis, and it happened in Pennsylvania, too, elect a dead person? It's a great question. It's largely the American public that dropped the ball on this one. And Mitch McConnell, you know, he didn't help any by putting his thumb on the scale. And my displeasure with Trump has, I would say, nothing to do with the results. I think it was a hell of a thing he did going out there and campaigning for as many people as he did. It's just him. And again, I'll vote for him. 
you know, I wouldn't go knock on doors for him. I'd go vote for him. I'll, you know, I'll probably wind up putting the flag out, but I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's just a, he's a, he's a, he's a kid. He's an adolescent. He really, he really is. All right, Jerry, uh, let's go to Ginger in Louisiana, listening to us on our great station down in Lafayette, K-R-O-F. All right, Ginger, Ginger, you've, you've heard, um, a lot of our listeners say they love Trump, but it's maybe time for somebody else. What about you? Well, I absolutely love Trump. I voted for him twice. I was so disappointed uh, in the last election that, you know, that he lost. And I'm not going to go as to go back as to, you know, what went wrong and this and that, because that's all over with, because we can't do anything about it. But uh, I really was hoping Trump would have been able to learn his lessons on his being disciplined and stuff like that and he just he just hasn't and that's that's been real disappointing to me that you know i'm sure enough people have told him he's got to stop with the ridicule of people but he just hasn't learned his lesson and i i don't think he would be good to run again because sounds like we lost the independent vote this time around and I think I think that's that's the problem is that I don't think he could win again because he has lost um, he's lost the respect of a lot of people. You know, it's interesting, because, Ginger. Looking at looking at those exit poll numbers, uh, it was it was the young people who came out uh, again, low numbers, but but a lot of these races were incredibly close. And you also had a lot of single women coming out, and for them, the number one issue was Roe v. Wade. And I, I think, by and large, most Republicans did not even campaign on the pro-life issue at all. So I, I think there were some really bad calculations uh, on what the big issues were. I think a lot of people misread the polling data, and maybe they didn't read the room, as they say. And I think there were a lot of church-going people who could have influenced the vote. Those people stayed home. I can just tell you in Memphis, Tennessee, Ginger, only a third, one-third of registered voters bothered to get out on Election Day. Well, and that's really disappointing. (laughs) I have never missed – I don't think I've ever missed an election. I'm 65 years old and have never missed an election. And I don't care if it was just a small one. Our big one, I have never missed because it's our duty to go out there and vote. And that's really disappointing in all of the Christians. And just like that person that voted for, um, in the Georgia election for governor, but he didn't vote for Herschel Walker just because he didn't like the way he talks or something. That, that's just really disappointing in people. You know, you go to, you go to vote for people and you need to, to, vote for the policies that they represent. But in this case, I think with Ron DeSantis and what he's been able to do in Florida, I think that if he would run, I think he would be a much better candidate for us to put forward than Trump. Because, uh, And listen, I absolutely love what Trump has done the whole way through. He has made our country great again 
It's but, uh, look. You know, I, I just see. Keep that going. I, I hear you, Ginger, and I, I think there are a lot of people that that are frustrated and and share share your thoughts on that. Uh, appreciate you calling in, and be sure to tell your friends to listen to KROF. It's a great radio station, and we love being a part of the lineup. I want to play some audio. This is from the Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan. Cut number ten. Your interview, I was telling Caitlin this earlier with Caitlin yesterday, was really the interview of the day yesterday. I think what you said was so important for America to hear, for many Republicans to hear. And you talked about uh, not maybe a pivot, but a definite turn and pivot. And I just wonder if a Mike Pence is enough of a pivot for the party. Right. Yes, he's writing this now and saying this now. And yes, he did. And stood up for the Constitution on that day. It's critically important. But he also stood by the president's side and didn't say things through so many moments uh, during that during during the presidency. Yeah, there's no way to deny Donald Trump got fired Tuesday night and the search committee has brought a few names to the top of the list. And Ron DeSantis <laughs> is one of them. I think Ron DeSantis is being rewarded for a, a new thought process with Republicans and that solid leadership. Right. We watched that play out in Georgia. Brian Kemp beat the brakes off Stacey Abrams, you know, because he really got to put leadership on display through a pandemic and economic upheaval and whatnot. You know, and, and in Georgia, I think we're going to watch this play out over the next four weeks. My advice, if anybody in the Herschel Walker team wanted to listen, would be to make three successful phone calls. One is to tell Donald Trump to stay out of Georgia for four weeks. He's toxic and he would do nothing to help the ticket. Secondly, I would pick up the phone and call Brian Kemp and ask him for his help and apologize for not endorsing him during the primary against David Perdue. And third, I call Ron DeSantis and ask him to come to Georgia as often as he possibly can the next four weeks. That would be a winning recipe for Herschel. All right, that's the lieutenant governor in Georgia. And I'm curious, our Georgia listeners, is that good advice? Is Donald Trump toxic in that Senate race? Should he stay home? Should Ron DeSantis be campaigning alongside Herschel Walker, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Georgia Donovan on the line, WDUN, our great station there. All right, Donovan, what say you? Well, Todd, it's always great to talk to you. I am really upset that we just forgot about what he has done for us over so many years and all these other uh, campaigns. I mean, he, he raises money for us. He does so much. But the thing about it is, I look at Trump as experienced. I mean, he doesn't have to start in, in the White House and, and, and wait for somebody to tell him what to do. He already knows what to do. He will clean this swamp up, and then we can have somebody like Ron or anybody else in there to finish the job. I just, it's always great talking to you, Todd. I just want to put my opinion in. Donovan, I'm glad you did. And, and look, I don't think there are any right or wrong answers here. I think there's a lot of frustration, and, and you hear people, I don't think they're love of Trump has has been impacted. Uh, the question now, and, and a lot of this, a lot of this is influenced by the massive media coverage uh, and the negativity. But and the bigger problem now, Donovan, is that it's coming yes, from Fox News Channel and Breitbart. I had to say something on that issue right there. You brought a good point up. I listened to all those different channels. Just to, I used to be in the Young Republicans years ago, so I'm kind of I kind of like elections and stuff. And I noticed that everybody was going for Ron down in Florida all of a sudden trying to knock out Trump. Of course they're going to do that because Trump knows what to do. Look, folks, we need to keep Trump. If Trump wants to run, I haven't. I don't know if he wants to run again or not. He might want to be a House Speaker. But, but the point is, if he wants to run, we need to stand behind him because he has done 
great things and look what's going on right now. The last two years has been disastrous for us all. Yeah, this was and, and yesterday was or Tuesday was not a disaster. All right, not yet. We yeah, still yeah, have a chance true, to pull true. this out. So the, the the election is not over. They're still counting the votes. So uh, yeah, people I'm need to go, hang tight I, for a few. Yes, sir. I'm definitely going to vote for Herschel. I didn't think he was the best choice, but when you listen to him and what he has done for Georgia as a player and as a person, I mean, if you're really a Christian, you need to forgive or you're not a Christian. I believe in his heart that he will help Georgians and he'll help the United States. You know, I mean, by her pulling out of the race, what is that telling you? Senators are more powerful than the governor. Okay, so we all need to watch our votes very careful. Have somebody down there with the uh, the campaign, making sure that they don't take it in, the, in another room and pull this stuff off like they're doing in Arizona. All right, Miss Lake. I think Miss Lake, Lake would be great too. And look what they're doing, sir. I mean, uh, I mean, Florida. Yeah, they they finished up in one uh, day, and and they're, they're like one third uh, uh, smaller in Arizona than they are in Florida. And and they still can't count six hundred fifty thousand. It's I true. Think, Republican vote. And Donovan, and we got to leave it there. We're late for a break. Uh, it doesn't. And at this point, it doesn't matter if these were technical glitches or if it was voter fraud. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's nobody's gonna believe the narrative. Nobody's gonna believe what's coming out of Arizona uh, because of of the complete screw up at the hands of Katie Hobbs, who is literally on the ballot. And she's in charge of the election. All right, got to run, folks. This is The Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey Todd, this is from Lancaster. How are you, buddy? I just wanted to say that at this point, I don't think anybody um, can stop President Trump from running in 2024, and nobody should. But at the same time, there's a lot of good candidates out there that can run um, so we can just primary them and, and may the best person win. And hopefully the, uh, the, the base would support whoever that candidate is. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, that's Sydney from Lancaster, California. A lot of folks using our Shoutback app uh, over at ToddSterns.com. Go to the live show blog. You download our app, and you'll be able to send us a shout-out message, uh, just like uh, a lot of the folks who've been calling in today uh, did, including our good friend, Sydney. Uh, let's go to Mississippi. Pat, KWAM, our great affiliate in these those parts. Pat, what's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Yes, I wanted to respond to your uh, discussion on the, the leadership in the House and in the Senate. 
And I absolutely agree with you. I do not want Kevin McCarthy, and I, I do not want um, McConnell. I just he's he's the reason that we are in the shape we're in. We do not have a trustworthy speaker who represents the constituents of any state. And so, if we want to really, hopefully, change the outcome, each one of us needs to make phone calls to their representatives in their state. And I've even called, I've called Ted Cruz before. I've called people that aren't even my representatives from the state of Mississippi. But we have to put pressure on our senators and our representatives and just encourage them in a respectful way to vote for whoever we think might be a good replacement. But certainly, if you don't know who you want, but you know who you don't want, you can still let them know that. And it's, it's I make a, regular phone calls to my to my representatives. They're on speed dial. Good and, for you, Pat. And that music means we're going to have to scoot, Pat. But I want you to call us back uh, because Pat, you raise a very good point here. Uh, we've got to we've got to put the pressure on our Congress people. Give them a call. Tell them you want new leadership. We're going to continue this conversation. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two coming up. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. All right, uh, hello everybody, welcome to hour two of The Big Show, and we've got a very busy hour, and it could get a little bit busier, I just got a, a call from... Carrie Lake's campaign, and she may be hopping on the program sometime this hour, uh, so stay tuned. Uh, by the way, Congressman Ralph Norman from the House Freedom Caucus is going to drop by, uh, along with our good friend Governor Mike Huckabee. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us a great American patriot. He is the founder and chairman of the Faith and Freedom Coalition and a good friend of Herschel Walker there in Georgia, Ralph Reed. Ralph, good to have you back with us. Thanks so much, Todd. Good to be with you. Ralph, uh, by the way, before we get to our conversation, want to give our uh, listeners a heads up. Lauren Boebert is now t- has now taken the lead in Colorado's 3rd Congressional District, uh, that happening within the hour. Uh, meanwhile, more than 600,000 ballots have yet to be counted in Arizona. Uh, we have races still too close to call there in Nevada uh, as well. Uh, Ralph, first of all, uh, from from a big picture um, point of view, what happened on Election Day? Well, I think uh, what we all thought or what many thought was going to be a Republican wave uh, was probably, with the benefit of hindsight, never there to begin with. I think for a couple of reasons. We sort of lost sight of the fact that it was the 2016 Senate map which was a did we lose ralph up oh, i think we lost ralph uh we'll try to get him back uh and, and let's try to do that because i want to ask ralph about the uh the race there in georgia especially uh with herschel walker and the discrepancy in the number of votes between uh between 
Herschel Walker and uh, also and then uh, Governor Brian Kemp. All right, we've got Ralph. We got you back here. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so, so you were talking about the the 2016 maps. Uh, go ahead and finish yeah, your the thought there. 2016 map was a tough map for us. I mean, we were defending. I think it was 22 or 23 seats, uh, and the Democrats were only having to defend 12. So, you know, you, you were you were in a situation where you were more on defense than offense. Now, it's not over yet. Um, Adam Laxalt, if he were to hang on in Nevada. Um, uh, Ron Johnson won a big victory in Wisconsin. Uh, Blake Masters can still uh, make up the gap in Arizona, and you've got a runoff in Georgia on December 6th. Uh, the other thing that a lot of people are not really talking about is you were never going to have a 30, 40, 50 seat gain in the House for two reasons. Number one, uh, the redistricting has largely taken the number of swing seats down to a much lower level, you know, from probably 70 to 80 down to maybe 40. And the second thing is we already had 15 seats gained in 2020. So normally when the Democrats win the White House, uh, they win a lot of House seats with it or some. Same with us. I don't think, uh, honestly, uh, Todd, in post-World War II American history, that anybody has won the White House while losing 15 House seats. I no. think the most ever before that was 10. No, I think you're so, right there, Ralph. So, you know, I uh, and again, it's, I mean, this is not over. So it's, you, you can't really say what happened on Tuesday was a failure. Um, the Republicans could still take the Senate and the House. I think what, what we're looking at is we've now had, depending upon what happens in Georgia on December 6th, depending upon what happens with the Senate races in Nevada and Arizona. Todd, we will have three elections in a row, 18, 20, and 22, with split decisions. In 18, the Republicans gained two Senate seats while losing 40 House seats. In, uh, in, 2020, four, in 2020, the Democrats won the White House but lost House seats. And now you could have a situation where the Republicans control the House, but the Democrats control the White House and the Senate. Even if the Republicans were to get the Senate, it's still nothing like a 2010 or 2014. The country seems to be a lot more polarized, a lot more divided, a lot more dug in. And the, the percentage of persuadable voters, Todd, in a lot of these battleground states is literally down to 2 3 or 4%. So that's what we're dealing with. It's hand-to-hand combat. It's a game that's decided by a field goal with one second left on the clock. And at the very end, uh, Democrat enthusiasm, uh, which had cratered after Labor Day, came back. And so you ended up with a nail-biter of an election. Ralph, let's let's talk about this Georgia Senate race. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions from our listeners about the the votes. Uh, Brian Kemp clearly uh, what across the two million mark. Um, fewer people voted for Herschel Walker. Any indication of why that was? Uh, you know, I think we're we're going to still dig into the numbers, but I think there were definitely voters uh, independents and. Uh, soft Republicans uh, who had reservations. You know, Herschel uh, 
came under enormous and withering and vicious personal attack. Uh, it was a very brutal campaign. Um, they, they made uh, any number of sordid personal allegations against him. And while I do not think those attacks succeeded, I do think that it meant that there were more ticket splitters than we had hoped there would be. Uh, but the good news is, uh, you know, we go into overtime. We're on the ballot in December 6th. And Raphael Warnock is an incumbent U.S. senator who outspent his opponent 3-1 to one and couldn't break 50%. So I like our chances, and I'd sure rather be us than them on December 6th. But we've got a big job to do. We've got to get our vote out, and Herschel needs to do better among suburban voters and better among independent voters. He won 42% of the independent vote. He needs to get 50% or more. All of that is doable. Uh, we got a big job to do in 26 days to do it. The lieutenant governor says Trump needs to stay out of Georgia and that it's Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp are the ones who need to be out on the campaign trail with Herschel. How do you how do you respond to that? You know, I respond by saying I think it's a team sport and I think we need everybody on the field. I don't think we need anybody, anybody on the sidelines. Uh, you know, anyone who wants to come to Georgia, uh, whether it's in person or on a Zoom call or with a robocall, or a satellite broadcast, or however they want to do it, uh, and wants to help put this uh, good man, uh, who's going to be a great United States Senator Herschel Walker, over the top, uh, they're all welcome as far as I'm concerned. Ralph, are you guys getting any indication nationwide about the the evangelical vote? Uh, how did how did the Christians turn out this election cycle? Uh, they turned out very heavily. As you know, Todd, uh, my organization, Faith and Freedom, uh knocked on, by the time all the dust settles, uh, 8.5 million doors uh, in 26 states, reaching right at 15.2 million Christian voters in their homes. Uh, That's the largest such get-out-the-vote effort by a faith-based or conservative organization outside the two political parties. Uh, in modern political history, and not just our efforts, but the efforts of many other pro-family and pro-life organizations bore great fruit. According to exit polls, uh, self-identified born-again evangelicals were somewhere between 25 and 26 percent of the vote, which was an historic high, and they voted 85 percent Republican and only 14 percent Democrat. If the rapture had occurred the day before the election and they were not there to vote, uh, the Democrats would have won uh, roughly 57 to 40 percent of the vote. It would have been a landslide and they would probably have between 280 and 290 House members. Wow. So without this vote, the Republican Party isn't a big tent. It's a pup tent. And they're the largest single constituency in the electorate, bigger than the union vote, bigger than the African-American vote, bigger than the gay vote, bigger than the feminist vote, bigger than the climate change vote. And neither party can ignore them, uh, you know, without paying a high price. 
Fascinating. Ralph, uh, we appreciate your great insight here. I mean, this is good intel for, for our listeners. Uh, it, what a crazy, what a crazy election cycle. And I, I don't think we're going to be able to catch our breath, uh, and, 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 uh, before we start talking about the presidential race in 2024. <laughs> uh, it sure doesn't look like it. Well, Todd, listen, it's always great to be with you. And, uh, you know, look, we got a big job to do in the next 26 days. Uh, Faith and Freedom's canvassers are already on the ground in the field today in precincts, knocking on doors. Uh, we've got 1.5 million evangelical Christian voters we've identified. We're going to knock on their doors. We're going to call them. We're going to text them. And if they haven't voted by 2 p.m. on December 6th, we're going to go get them and get them to the poll. Love it. All right. Ralph Reed, ladies and gentlemen, founder and chairman of the Faith and Freedom Coalition. We have links to their website uh, on our live show blog. Please take advantage of the great work they're doing. If you are in Georgia, we have lots of Georgia listeners. You guys get out there. We have got a very important race coming up in December. Ralph, thank you. Thank you, Todd. All right. All right, you too, Ralph. Uh, 36 undecided House seats at this hour. 36 undecided House seats. So far, Republicans leading 209 to Democrats 190. Uh, so we're looking at about eight more seats, and then the, the, the Republicans will be able to claim a majority and uh, take over the House and send Nancy Pelosi to the unemployment line. And by the way, Lauren Boebert now up by 386 votes. Uh, that's how close some of these uh, some of these races are. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going right to the phones. Martin in Nevada, uh, Joe in LJ, and our good friend Congressman Ralph Norman as well. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Getting a little funky on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hello, America. Grace, I don't know about this deep voice I have today. I, I sort of sound like uh, Barry White. Just roll with it, Todd. My baby. Okay, that's a little weird. Thank you, Grace. Okay, <laughs> let's, Todd. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. I won't do that with Congressman Ralph Norman. Our good friend from South Carolina had a great election cycle. Congressman, we're getting a little funky over here. <laughs> Great to be with you, Todd. Uh, hey, Congressman, um, this um, this midterm election, what do you make of it so far? Well, here, here's the good news, Todd. Um, you know, we will finally uh, remove Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Uh, not halfway, not three-quarters of the way. She will be gone. Um, the next Speaker of the House is a very important vote. They set the pattern. They set the tone. They set what we can vote on they set amendments that can be um that can be added most power the speaker's most powerful position will be voting on that the tone for the country for the next um you know for our time until the next election uh we'll be deciding it uh, up to the powers that we can exhibit um you know biden will he still be president yes but it's tremendous and i'm excited that we we've got the reins we'll have the reins shortly in the house um, hopefully we'll have them in the Senate, but it is what it is. We, we take what we can and then we do the best we can with it while we have it. So I'm excited. Was it the margin than we thought? No, it was not. 
I mean, you look at the state of the country. I mean, just from a common sense standpoint, look what's happened the last 23 months that this administration has been in charge. The shelves are empty. Uh, the supply chains are, uh, are a problem. We got an invasion at the border, crimes in the streets, you know, drugs among our young people, all the above. Uh, you would think everybody would vote for that candidate uh, who would put an end to this. And it did not happen, but it is what it is. We will take the be grateful for the margin that we have, and we'll use it to our advantage to right the country. Congressman, uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, a lot of scuttlebutt about Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, uh, whether or not they should be returned to leadership. A lot of people say it's time for a change, and I'm one of them. Uh, what say you? Is it time for a change? Here's what's going to happen. Um, in my case, I'm not committing to anybody. Uh, I'm more in fa- I want somebody that's going to right the wrongs that, that has happened to this country over the next 23 months. Whoever, if it's Mickey Mouse, as long as he gets the job done, like, as an example, shut the border down, like advocate for policies for energy independence, like supporting our police, um, you know, like balancing the budget and saying no to groups that have typically gotten money from the hard-earned work of the taxpayers, get the country back, you know, on the financial stability. Uh, They're going to have to do that to get my vote. Now, I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, we will, uh, January 2nd, we will put the final vote in. But next week will be very interesting. Everybody is calling around. Will you support me here? Will you support me there? My answer is no. I don't know what you're going to do. Tell me what you're going to do. And I'm a developer. When, if I tell you I'm going to build your house, you've got every right to ask. Give me the blueprint. Tell me what's in my house, the size. Give me the details. I want the details. Until I get that. I'm not committed to anybody. Congressman, the Washington Post had a story, uh, a fairly in-depth piece, suggesting that Kevin McCarthy was using uh, back-channel efforts and groups to target conservatives uh, who are up for re-election, who are running for office, uh, including members of the House Freedom Caucus. Um, how How do you respond to those allegations coming out of the Post? I haven't read that. I hadn't read the post. I will tell you this. Uh, there were candidates that they did not support that, in my opinion, if you're a true conservative, you support it. As an example, Anna uh, Paulina Luna, great conservative fighter. They went after her. Um, you had a lot of numerous candidates uh, from all over the country. They just went for the more centrist uh and I would add just moderates. We cannot have moderates now. We, you're either going to save the country or you're not. And, uh, you know, we can do that. It's all about people. And, yes, they had some, some candidates that I, in the, like in her, that case, that they just didn't support, didn't support her. Or I would say they marginally supported. I know in one case, and I won't call names, they, when they found out this particular candidate, conservative, who was going to join the Freedom Caucus, was going to win, they put up $50,000. Well, uh, races are a lot more expensive than that. And they're going to have to be accountable for that. And so that's why this race for Speaker is the Speaker's the most powerful um, person really in the country, Todd. And, uh, and, and, and I would add, with where we are today, with the fight, with the balance of power that 
America is succeeding to our enemies. Now's the time for us to stand up, and I think we will. I think you're going to see some interesting debates and interesting votes. Congressman, we're going to have to leave it there. Great insight. Congratulations to you, and we look forward to having you back on the program very soon. Thank you so much. All right, Congressman Ralph Norman, everybody, verifying some of these very disturbing reports out of the Washington Post. We'll be right back, America. go back to 2010 and 2012, where we saw a lot of these terrible first-time candidates that caused Senate races to fall by the wayside in Nevada, uh, Delaware, Indiana, Missouri. Uh, And this is why Mitch McConnell was warning well in advance that we have a candidate quality problem. But what we've seen is a real intensification of this problem from top to bottom, not just Senate candidates, but House candidates, Secretary of State candidates and governors and the like. And it's what, you know, what I call the my pillowization of the Republican Party is we've attracted these more cartoon characters. And if somebody speaking at a rally with a president or a presidential candidate is best known as a pillow salesman, run to high heaven because you're going to see more of these cartoon characters. Characters who are trying to make money off of the party become Instagram influencers and celebrities more than they are about being serious legislators. There's a reason Madison Cawthorn lost his primary in North Carolina. He telegraphed and said clearly, I'm not serious. You know, this is just your daily reminder that the establishment Republicans do not like all of you folks that go to Cracker Barrel for your Sunday after church supper. Uh, that guy, Doug Hay, he is a former Republican National Committee comms director um, attacking not just Mike Lindell, but I suppose anybody who sleeps well at night thanks to uh, his great products. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, our good friend, and uh, a very proud dad, I have to imagine, Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Todd. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that this guy is a former communications director. I would hate to think that any contribution to Republicans paid this guy a dime to be that stupid and that uncaring about the people of America who just aren't as good as he is. And wouldn't it be nice to be as wonderful as this guy thinks himself to be? As the saying goes, if you could buy him for what he's worth and sell him for what he thinks he's worth, you'd never work another day in your life. It's a fair thing, and the reality is you can't have a red wave without the rednecks. Um, so there you go. That's great. Uh, by the way, we just had Ralph. We had a we had a Ralph seg- uh, segment with Ralph Norman and Ralph Reed, and Ralph Reed said if the rapture had happened on election day, talking about the evangelical vote, Democrats would have won in a landslide. So. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hey, Governor, I, I, before we talk about what happened nationwide, I, I just have to congratulate you, uh, Sarah, now the governor, the incoming governor of the great state of Arkansas. Uh, it, it's got to are, are we looking at the start of a, a political dynasty here? Oh, I don't think we're, uh, we're, we're quite to that moment, but I'm very proud of her. You know, this is something she did it on her own, on her terms. Um, she did it by winning it county by county. You know, people can say what they want to, but this girl worked hard and she went to all 75 counties, some repeatedly over and over. She raised a record amount of money. Uh, she campaigned hard. She stuck to her ground and guns on the issues that mattered. She's unapologetically pro-life proving that, 
Uh, you don't lose when you're pro-life. She won 63.5% of the vote, and uh, that's pretty doggone significant. I, I don't think anybody can say, boy, she barely squeaked in there. What they need to be doing is uh, the folks in Arizona and Nevada need to be calling Arkansas to figure out how they were able to count all their ballots in one day. Well, one thing, Todd, it would be helpful if, if Arizona, when they buy voting machines, they wouldn't buy voting machines from the same people that make the ice cream machines at McDonald's. <laughs> Clearly, there's something terribly wrong. Yes. And after a while, you'd like to think that the people of the fine state of Arizona would be so embarrassed so humiliated by the inept way in which the public officials have carried out an election that they would demand that they clean it up. We saw that happen in Florida, 2000. Florida botched the whole thing, and they came back and got theirs fixed. I voted in Florida a couple of times when I was living there over the last uh, few years. Um, Two years ago, moved back to Arkansas. My voting is here now. But at that time, I was blown away at how efficient it was. Voting would be over, and... Within an hour of the polls closing, the votes were all tabulated, reported, and there was zero controversy in the third most populous state in the country. Proving it can be done, it's just that some people don't want it to be done because they need to keep some uh, control, mystery, and who knows what. But it undermines our confidence in the uh, election process. I've been I've been looking at the returns, and of course we we're we're heading to a, a takeover of the House. A Senate still up in the air, but it it could very well happen here. So I'm I'm not one of these people that's in panic mode. And just and Governor, I'm wondering if all these folks who are in panic mode, they're using this just as a mechanism, as a narrative to to force Trump out of the the announcement he's going to be making next week. What What's your assessment of what uh, the reaction has been so far? Well, clearly we had a problem, and I think a lot of it was that we underestimated the combined power of people, for the most part, getting their voting information from the monolithic combination of social media and of mainstream media and not from a balanced uh, perspective that gave people Uh, at least another point of view to think about. Add to that the bureaucratic institutions of government and the weaponization of the FBI, the DOJ, the reporting of those activities as if really what happened was an insurrection on January 6th, but those 100-plus riots in 2020 were just mostly peaceful protests, even though uh, several police officers were attacked and uh, police uh, stations were burned to the ground and people's businesses were burned. That was no big deal. But by golly, having a few uh, hot-headed rascals get loose on the Capitol grounds, and they nearly upended a government, a government that had nuclear weapons and fighter jets. Uh, that kind of stuff is so unbalanced in the way it's presented. And then you add to that, we had an extraordinary turnout of younger voters, 18 to 29, who voted 64-plus uh, for Democrats. And it's hard to overcome lopsided vote uh, leanings like that. Governor Mike Huckabee on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and you're you're right about that. And I think social media, and especially when you look at TikTok, uh, which has become a major player in, in how young people are getting their news and information, uh, you know, maybe maybe we should have seen seen this coming. I, I I don't know, but to you know to blame all of this on Donald Trump at this point, I I just don't see 
that that is a viable reason for what happened. I think you could have multiple reasons why things went south or did not. we did not do as well as we thought on Election Day. I, I agree with you. I think we all have to accept some responsibility for maybe failing to get information out better, supporting our candidates better. But to blame all of this on Trump is ridiculous. I mean, the only person who... Go ahead, Gov. I I do hope that Trump may hold off any announcement about his future until we get this Georgia Senate race uh, behind us, because I think it's important that instead of uh, curling up in a fetal position, that we go full bore, everybody go to Georgia, let's do everything we can to get Herschel Walker elected over Raphael Warnock, because Warnock got in the last time because a lot of Republicans set it out, and quite frankly, and unfortunately, Donald Trump told them, don't trust the elections down there. And so they didn't go vote. And we ended up with two Democrat senators. Let's not make that mistake again. So I hope that maybe the president holds off his uh, announcement and waits until that December runoff has been completed. You know what I would like to see? And again, the the lieutenant governor came out yesterday and said that Trump um, needs to stay out of the race and maybe DeSantis needs to get out there. I would love to see DeSantis Kemp and Trump together campaigning out there for Herschel Walker. And that just might be enough to get to get him across that finish line. That would be a much better picture that all of us would love to see, because we need to show within the Republican Party that while there are personality differences and some policy differences, we basically stand together when it means it's us versus the nuts on the left that think that we ought to go into socialism, open our borders. Uh, that inflation is no big deal, energy independence doesn't matter, and we don't mind paying double the price of fuel. We need to show that there is real unity among Republicans on issues that matter to so many Americans. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that a thousand percent. Uh, Governor, we're going to leave it there. What's coming up on the big show Saturday? It's going to be a, a great mix of comedy entertainment reflecting on the election. We're still working on, uh, can't announce the guest yet for our political segment because we haven't uh, quite got all the travel arrangements nailed down, but it'll be someone worth watching, I promise. Love it. All right, Governor, hope you're doing good. And again, congratulations. What a great day for the Huckabee family. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. All right, Governor Mike Huckabee, everybody. And of course, his daughter, the next governor of the state of Arkansas. And the governor just broke some national news on our radio program. Uh, The governor now calling on President Trump to postpone his announcement next week until after the the race the runoff race in december do you think that's a good idea is that what uh, the president should do is hold off and uh, focus on what's happening in georgia getting herschel walker elected and i i kind of like my idea only because it's my idea but let's get all three of them out there let's have some republican statesmanship get trump desantis and brian kemp together on the campaign trail and let's go all out And let's see what happens in Georgia. What do you guys think about that idea? 844-747-8868. We are going right to the phones. Martin in Nevada, Webb in Maine, our good buddy Joe in Ellijay. Hang tight, America. We'll be right back. All right, let's get right to the phones here, 844-747-8868. 
Martin in Nevada has been holding on since yesterday. <laughs> it's not that long, but Martin, thanks for hanging on, and uh, we love all of our great listeners out there in Nevada. What's going on? Well, you know, Laxalt, Laxalt is running. Laxalt, uh, he uh, ran uh, several times before, uh, and I told you the last time I think I called, he had a serious problem. Uh, it's called Las Vegas, and uh, the casinos are are backing whoever the Democratic candidate is in any capacity. And I'm sure the unions got behind that. And, uh, cause they coerce their workers. That's how that's done in Las Vegas. Uh, you vote the way they vote or the way they tell you to vote. Okay. It's not getting away from that, Todd. I wanted to point out that Mary L. Trump wrote a book about her uncle, Donald. And the book is, uh, is a slam on her uncle. I mean, she was oh, yeah. invited to the White House. She was invited to the White House at, at, at after the inauguration. They had a big dinner, and they were gloating over the food. And she had uh, she felt he she uh, he snubbed her, but he didn't snub her. He was just the way he is. You know, he had so many people to talk to and and be congratulated. She was just one of many. So she's a PhD in psychology. She teaches at a college or was teaching at a college. Uh, as a psychiatric uh, uh, a doctor. And uh, so she slams him in the book. It's called, uh, it has a title, it's here somewhere. But uh, if you look her up, and I guess on the web, you'd find find the name of the book. But, uh, you know, a lot of people snub Trump. Uh, they criticize him for this, that, and the other thing. The, pe- the problem was, when you get a caller that says, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump because... He's this or that, and then he says, I'm not going to put my Trump's uh, sign on my lawn. Have you ever thought they may be a Democratic plant? Because that's how Rush Limbaugh used to get him off the air in a hurry. He, he said they're a, they're a Democrat that's calling to slam a Republican, and I could hear their voice from here to there. Yeah, we're able to sort of sniff those people out. But, Martin, I think there is there's some legitimate questions, and, and there, there's nothing wrong with asking questions here. Um, but I think there's some legitimate questions about whether or not Trump should run again or he should become this elder statesman or maybe Speaker of the House. Um, you know, may, maybe there is a, another avenue for the president. I'm not hearing these people saying, I'm not going to vote for Trump, period. And I think you're no. right. Those kinds of people would, in fact, be Democrats. Of course. Of course. So. The uh, the other issue is that uh – whether they are not Democrats, I, I, I want to get to your point about Trump not running again. Well, whatever they are. The, the problem is with that is, is that Trump is so popular, it would be stupid for him not to run again. Uh, I want to bring this up about DeSantis. I don't hate DeSantis. I'm part Spanish myself. Uh, the problem with DeSantis is that we, we don't have hurricanes in Nevada. And he lights up the 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 news news uh, newscast with the fact that he's solved the problem and people are uh, better off under him because of the hur- uh, uh, during the hurricanes. Uh, it was the Army Corps of Engineers that screwed up for the. Uh, I think it was called. Uh, it had a name. Well, look though, and Martin. Let me jump it. Let me jump in here. Look, first of all, I think he's not Spanish. I believe he's Italian. Uh, but regardless. But regardless. Um, he's done a lot more than just, you know, get this, get the state through the hurricanes, which he's done a terrific job. I mean, you know, he's the governor and the governor gets credit for that kind of stuff. So he 
put a plan together. I think he's they've done a heck of a great job getting all the uh, the election stuff in line. He's declared right. war on all this wokeness and the businesses. I think DeSantis is going to be a great president one day. The question is, yeah. is it 2024 or is it 2028? I think he should wait. I think when you have okay. a popular ex-president like Donald Trump, I don't care what his niece says. Uh, she's, you know, she's obviously uh, didn't like him to begin with. Yeah, nobody cares about Mary Trump. Yeah, she's a leftist. Yeah, she and she's she's got a grudge. You know, that's all there is to well, that. Martin, I've got to true. run here. We're we're coming up on the top of the hour, and I've got to get another call in. I appreciate you holding on. Uh, let's go to Sandy in Maine. W L O B. Sandy, what say you? Hi, Todd. Um, I just think all the people who are tired of the Trump him his mean tweet. Are they need to put their big boy pants on? <laughs> I get so tired of that, Sandy. I it just aggravates me. Why can't they all just be nice? He needs to be nice. He's the mean, mean man. You know what? We need mean every now and again. We do, and I think they they're not seeing how much he's doing behind the scenes for everybody. Uh, this whole plan for DeSantis to run against Trump is to divide us even more. This is a plan that Democrats have rolled out, and they're just walking right down the path. They're falling for it. I don't... Nobody has been investigated as much as this man, and he comes out smelling like a rose every time. And the problem, Sandy, one of the problems is is going to be Fox News. Uh, uh, Fox News delivered a very bad candidate in Dr. Oz. They shove that candidate down the throats of their of their viewers, and people need to understand that Fox is not is is not as conservative as they used to be. I agree with that. I I don't watch Fox myself anymore, and I watched them for years. Mm. All right, Sandy, we got to run. We got a break coming up. Appreciate you calling in. And I think you're right. The Democrats do want to divide us. And that's why I think we need to send a unified message. Let's get DeSantis, Trump, and Brian Kemp on a bus together. Or better yet, will everybody will get on board. Trump Force One will hit every major city, then do a bus tour. And let's have a unity tour in the state of Georgia. Maybe that's the maybe that's the answer here is to use Georgia and that December race as a moment and opportunity to unify every Republican in America. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. <laughs> it's, it's just been a long, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, it's just been a long week. 
and it's it's only going to get longer. We're still waiting, and and there's really not been that much of a of a change in events. Coming up this hour, we're going to be checking in with Carrie Lake. Uh, she's going to be uh, calling in from Arizona. Lauren Bobert, though, some good news for you folks down in Colorado. Uh, Bobert now pulling ahead in that race. And we're going to keep you uh, updated uh, if there are any other changes. Still, we cannot we cannot confirm that the Republicans will take control of the House. It is expected, but nothing official just yet. You know, the big election is over, and we know this. Washington is changing. Big media also changing. And that's why we are big fans of Newsmax, now the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. I watch Rob Schmidt every night on Newsmax. He always asks the tough, tough questions the media will not ask. Uh, they also host great shows from Greta Van Susteren, Eric Bowling, and Sean Spicer. President Trump, he's a big Newsmax fan. And by the way, we understand the president will be making a very big announcement next week. If you want the latest information about that, I need you to text the word rally to 39747. That's rally to 39747. And you'll be able to find out the details of Trump's big announcement. And you can also join Newsmax's Trump list for all the latest Trump information. Again, text rally to 39747. Well, I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Very honored to have with us a great guest and a good friend from Wall Builders, Tim Barton, who is the president of Wall Builders. Tim, good to have you back with us. Uh, Todd, good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. All right. So we've been breaking down the midterm elections. I know you guys are the, the premier and preeminent historians in this country. Uh, what's your take on what happened on Election Day? Well, a major disappointment, to say the least. Um, when, when you look at the opportunities the Republican Party had with an incredibly down economy, with inflation, uh, with a Biden agenda that was not resonating with Americans, when 81% of Americans thought we were headed the wrong direction, then for Republicans to not have this tsunami that was thought to be there, it speaks a lot to some of the, the leaders of the various state Republican parties, because when you have a state like Florida that is able to do as well as they did. And even even if we look to New York, which as a Texan, as a conservative and Christian, we, we don't always have the most pleasant thoughts of New York. But if you're looking at New York and the fact that the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee chair, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney, is defeated in New York, well, if you can pick up victories in New York and we're not able to secure victories in more moderate or even conservative places around the nation, it's very tell- telling for the failures of leadership for a lot of the Republican movement, and especially in those various states. Yeah, it's uh, look, it's, it was odd because Republicans did have big, big gains in places they normally would not. And I think if you're looking at the long game, that does bode well for the Republicans. Also, there's a report, and I think we have some audio on this, um, the, the Republicans actually gained ground among Hispanics uh, and also among other voters of uh, voters of color, which is a great thing. Let's take a listen. That's something I've heard from a lot of Democratic voters. They feel that the party's taken them for granted, the ones that have switched over to Republicans. I just wanted to point out quickly, nationally, if you look at exit polls, uh, support for Democrats among Latinos is down nearly 10% right. from where it was in 2018, <clears throat> and specifically among Latino men, an 11-point bump for Republicans. So the concern, I if the, I could, the, the concern quickly isn't just that this is happening broadly across the map. It's who it's happening with. 
It's not just Cuban Americans in South Florida. Oh. Right. The demographic I know very well. Uh, it's with Puerto Ricans. <clears throat> it's with Colombians. It's with Central Americans. And it's not just for candidates like Ron DeSantis. It's for a slew of different Republicans. So, uh, Tim Barton, again, when you look at the red tsunami that did hit places like Florida, Tennessee, and I, I would say it's fair to say a red wave hit New York, uh, that's good news for down the road. News. And this is why, again, it's so disappointing to see how poorly Republicans performed in some areas because we are seeing more and more people wake up. In fact, as uh, we do a lot of traveling and speaking around the nation, I mean, it's it's very apparent that a lot of people are waking up from a stupor they've been in where even though there were some terrible things that happened in COVID, COVID has proved to be a very great blessing for a lot of people, a lot of pastors and churches waking up, wanting to get involved. A lot of people maybe who have just kind of been in the middle or maybe weren't even involved are recognizing that there's significant things happening right now and they want to get involved. So there is a lot of good news from various locations in the nation where people are waking up, they are getting involved. And really, we're going to have a, a second opportunity probably in two years because it, it, it looks like you're not going to have a lot of change in leadership from the Democrat Party at this point as far as who we're going to see on the ballot again in 2024. Republicans are going to get another shot at this. And under Biden's administration and leadership, we're not going to see big policy changes that are going to all of a sudden help America be doing a lot better than we are right now. And that's very sad for us for the next two years. But politically speaking, it does mean that Republicans are going to get another bite of this apple. Tim Barton from Wall Builders is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Tim, uh, looking back throughout American history, have, have there been incidents where the election ballots cannot be counted or have not been counted in one day? Or is this something that's a fairly new uh, issue in American politics? This is a fairly new phenomenon, what we are seeing now. Certainly, if you look at states uh, historically, I mean, if you're going back to the 1700s, yes, there, there were times that it could take them weeks for an election to wrap up. But that's because people were getting on a horseback and they were bringing the news across the state on a horseback and there could have been crazy storms or things going on. We're not in an era where you have to bring the tally of votes on a horseback across the state. It's utterly ridiculous right now. And really, this is something, apart from like 2000, with the hanging chads in Florida, or in 2020, we've not seen something like this. And the fact that it's happening in such a technologically advanced era indicates that something about this is not right. As I heard you're going to talk to Carrie Lake here and, and a little bit later in the program. She will very readily identify what's going on in Arizona. This is crazy, given the era we live in. And the longer you delay these results, the less trust the American people have in the process, because it just doesn't seem or smell right the way it's being done. All right, uh, Tim, we're going to leave it there. Uh, action-packed show today, and we appreciate you coming on. Great insight. And, uh, folks, we have links to wall builders and all of the incredible um, resources they have uh, there for you at their website as well. So, Tim, appreciate it. Thanks so much, Todd. Good to be with you. All right, Tim Barton, president of Wall Builders, 844-747-8868. We're also watching the um, the runoff in, uh, in Georgia. We understand Herschel Walker already out of the gate with millions of dollars in additional funding. In the last hour, Mike Huckabee is calling on President Trump to postpone his announcement next week until after the Georgia race. Do you think that's a good idea? You think that is a good play is to wait? I say put all three of them, DeSantis, 
Trump and Kemp on a bus, and let's have a unity tour. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Fred in Oregon, KYKN, our great station there. Fred, what's going on? Well, we got the shell game going. And 2.0, we're told vote, vote, vote. You'd come out in 80 million voters that hit it with their, you know, hat in hand, ready to go. And then they filibuster us, and it goes for weeks and months. And it's a complete and insult to everyone's intelligence. It has to stop. Fred, I'm curious about the the governor's race there. It looks like the Democrat uh, has now pulled ahead. Uh, Christine Drazen has been a guest on this program a number of times. Uh, what are you guys hearing there in Oregon? Well, um, we're bucking the same thing that I just mentioned here, and it's delay, delay, delay. Obviously not as bad as Maricopa and Georgia. And the irony of Georgia and Warnock coming down to that again is is really just the cabal sitting back and laughing at all of us saying look at these fools they're going to fall for the same play again well let's just hope that doesn't happen i i hear what you're saying deja vu all over again and especially in maricopa county and, and that's i think why so many people are are angered is that they've seen this coming they've seen this happen before they and they were promised that it would not happen again. So, Fred, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening, folks. You've been hearing a lot of our guests on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Great sponsors of this show. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. PatriotMobile.com/slash/Todd. That is the website. They have all sorts of great resources for you there for your home and for your business solutions. They're in the solution business, and they also love our veterans, which is why they offer veterans and first responders a additional discounts. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Now get this, my promo code gets you free premier activation and also a free gift. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, or you can call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Hey, Todd, it's Dickie, and I say Donald Trump 100%. He is the only man on earth, I believe, at this time that can clean up four years of all the destruction Joe Biden has done to our country. I think Ron DeSantis will be great after Donald Trump. Donald Trump will get things back into order, stand up to the corrupt Republicans and the corrupt Democrats and all the corruption in Washington, clean up our country, and make it great again. We need Donald Trump. All right. Well, thank you, Vicki, from Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. A lot of people using the shoutback function on our awesome app. You say, Todd, how can I get this app? It's very simple. Go to our website, look at the live show blog, and click on the app, and you'll be able to download it free of charge. Not only will you be able to listen to us, but you can also send us some voicemail messages. Oh, by the way, uh, President Biden had some great words of wisdom for American children. Cut number two. Biden's being a popular, a cop, a, 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 Biden's being an extremist. <laughs> ah, the great orator. By the way, Biden is threatening President Trump. Now, 
I, I'll share this with you and and provide some analysis. So President Trump yesterday said that he is going to make sure that Trump does not take power if he runs again. That sounds to me like a coup. That sounds to me like what they tried to do to Trump back in 2016. They were unsuccessful, but they were successful in 2020 when they tried to do the exact same thing. So where is Liz Cheney in all of this and Adam Kinzinger? You've got a sitting president saying that he is going to interfere in a presidential election. Where are the committees? Where are the cries for impeachment, ladies and gentlemen? Nary a word, a peep has been uttered on Capitol Hill. Just want to throw that out there for you. Let's go to the phones here. Um, Joe and Ella J. It's been a while, Joe. How are you? <laughs> Todd, you're great. Great show. And I agree with you about uh, DeSantis uh, and Kemp and uh, uh, going going down to Georgia and having a unity rally. And by the way, Steve Moore, who I consider, he's on Fox News all the time. He's He just endorsed Trump. I mean, not Trump, but... Uh, uh, Walker, a good, a good friend, uh, 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 <laughs> who's, who's running Herschel, our great friend Herschel. And I think that's a big endorsement, but Todd, I think Herschel's going to win. I'm calling everybody I've known since I'm five years old and asking them to get out and vote for Trump. And not only, I mean, not Trump, but Herschel and tell all their friends and family to also vote for Herschel because I think he will and can win. But I agree, and also about the leadership of the Republican Party, I think we can do a lot better than McCarthy and McConnell, so I agree with you on that. And uh, anyway, I'm fired up, and I think Herschel will win. And of course, that's so important because, Todd, that will give us control of the Senate, and we'll also have control of the House, and I think that's fabulous. What happened, Joe? I, I just don't know why he didn't win outright. Well, he should have, but what happened? They had a libertarian running who got 2%. I think if he hadn't run, if if he had not run, there would not be a runoff. Herschel would have won, and I think that two percent, the great majority of them will go to Herschel, and, and Herschel will win. Plus, uh, Ted Cruz is down today. Uh, I've gotten all kind of messages from Pompeo, Trump, everybody saying they're coming to Georgia to help uh, to help Herschel. So I feel like we're going to win. We're going to have control of the Senate. The stock market was up eight hundred points last time I looked. So. Uh, t- Todd, I think we can all sing happy happy days to hear again song. I feel great about the future, and your talk show is fabulous. Yes, it is, Joe. Isn't I'm just kidding. No, thank you for that. It's uh, <laughs> it is fabulous. Thanks to Grace and Kyle, they uh, they work magic every day, and uh, no, we appreciate those kind words. Hang in there, Joe. Uh, it's going to be a wild couple of weeks as we uh, head to December, and let's just hope that we can get out the vote for Herschel Walker. Uh, let's go to We're Dave. We're going to do it, Todd. Thank you so much. All right, let's go to Dave in North Carolina. Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, thanks for taking my call. I was telling Grace earlier when all these issues coming up about Trump running again and everything, he should not go to Georgia. I mean, if there's a problem there, why exacerbate the problem? And the thing, what I told her is I'm dealing with a lot of people in businesses. I'm dealing on and off a lot of the military bases. And the one thing I'm hearing, and I... And there's so much confusion. It's it's like a fine line down the middle. I heard you say again, well, people need to put on their big boy pants. You know, I'm a retired Marine. You can call me almost anything in the book. I don't care. I'll move on. 
But that's where Trump is different. He's not moving on. And that's what I'm hearing from everybody. And I'm hearing from different age groups. I'm hearing from different social standings. I'm hearing from different races. It's, you know, they stole the election. Okay, we heard you the first 10,000 times. Move on. And he's not doing that. A little petty insults. I, I heard somebody say this morning on Brian Kilmeade when I was on the road, you know, people said that they don't like it. He won't stop. So, and this is what I'm hearing. This is the big thing I'm hearing about Trump. And the other thing is some of the, especially younger women are saying, I just can't vote for him. So I explain election math. I say, well, if you, if he becomes the nominee and you don't vote for him, then you're voting for a Democrat. No, no, no. I'll, I'll write in my, I, I wouldn't do that. I'll write in my, my mailman or something. And I say, no, it's election math. It's going to be a Democrat or a Republican. That, it doesn't matter who you write in. One of those two people will win. And that's not right, but that is our system right now. So if you don't vote for one, you're voting for the other. No, no, no. They, they just don't understand it. But that's the the big debt dissatisfaction that I hear with Trump is that they just don't like, uh, you know, the attitude. And what did he say about DeSantis? He said he didn't get him elected. I got him elected. Which is true. But but again, it's the second go around. It was a landslide. And that's DeSantis. So DeSantis may have gotten in there on riding on Trump's coattails. But DeSantis is his own man now. And, and we need to honor that and respect that. I, I hear what you're saying, Dave. Hey, we got to run for a break. Thank you for calling in, Dave. Appreciate your great insight. This is the Todd Stern Show. folks welcome back to the todd starns radio program happy to have you with us today still waiting uh for results from arizona and nevada um carrie lake is going to be joining us momentarily but i want to go to the patriot mobile newsmaker line uh there's a story we've been following out of uh, sumner county tennessee where the the local board of commissioners has come under fire for the phrase judeo-christian values I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line from First Liberty Institute. Roger Byron joins us. Roger, good to have you with us today. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me. All right. So what's going on here in Sumner County? Well, kind of like what you just said, Todd, the uh, the Board of Commissioners of uh, Sumner County, Tennessee, made some amendments to their, their standing rules and procedures. And one of those amendments was to their preamble. And, and they included in that a commitment to a, a, a lot of good things, uh, one of them being you know, transparency in government and, and things along those lines. And another one was that uh, they want uh, what they do as a government to be, quote, reflective of the Judeo-Christian values inherent in our nation's founding, unquote. And, you know, because of, because of that statement, uh, they were... Uh, Audacious enough to uh, to suggest that there were Judeo-Christian values inherent in our nation's founding. <laughs> They've received some uh, some uh, some criticism of that. There with the standard allegations you hear and things like this that somehow that's 
a violation of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, that that's an unlawful establishment of religion, etc., etc. So why do people, and I believe it was what the Freedom From Religion Foundation, why do they have a problem with that particular phrase? I don't know that they that they actually explained. I know they, they, they sent the county a letter. I, I think the problem is with the term Judeo and Christian. And uh, the the allegation is, both by uh, that group and, and, and some other critics, is that that, that violates the, uh, the no endorsement requirement of, of the Establishment Clause jurisprudence. But there's, uh, there's a problem with statements like that, um, is that that is no longer the law. Uh, Lemon versus Kurtzman, on which that test is based, and the endorsement test, no longer dictate or should be used in establishment clause jurisprudence. Um, following this last term of the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, First Liberty Institute, my firm had two major religious freedom wins. Uh, one of them was Carson versus Macon. That was the uh, the main school choice case. And the other one was the landmark case of Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. And that was the, uh, the matter of the high school football coach from Bremerton, Washington, being fired for uh, taking a knee on the 50-yard line after games and, and, and giving thanks for being able to, to coach his players. Well, we, uh, we won Kennedy, and, and, and very two, uh, two very important developments in the Establishment Clause came out of that. Um, one of them was that Lemon versus Kurtzman, on which the no-endorsement test was based, is no longer good law. It no longer applies to the Establishment Clause. And just as important, secondly, the court said, here's how you do Establishment Clause matters now. Limit is gone. And instead, like we've been saying for many years now, and and the court has been heading in this direction, the Establishment Clause now uh, must look to the original meaning of the U.S. Constitution, our nation's history and our tradition, to determine what is lawful and what is not lawful under the Establishment Clause for the First Amendment. Roger Byron is senior counsel at First Liberty Institute. Roger, you guys have written a letter to the county commission. What are you letting them know about? Well, we had, uh, I had read through the statements that were available online from uh, different media outlets of who had commented on this and that, and I read through a complaint letter or two. And not a single statement, not a single one that I saw even mentioned Kennedy versus Brimpton School District, which now controls the law in this area. Much less did they mention the requirements of Kennedy. So I wrote a brief letter to the uh, the interim county attorney and the uh, the commissioners on the board, letting them know that the information you're receiving, the the, the communications you're receiving, are based on outdated or or uh, uh, unclear or no longer good statements of law. And and here is what happened in Kennedy, and here is how the ball works now. Well, Roger, we want you to keep us updated on uh, this particular story. Let us know uh, how things turn out, and we're just glad you guys are there at First Liberty fighting uh, fighting for religious liberty. Absolutely, thank you. And for you know, for any government, uh, particular municipal entities or municipal leaders that, that may listen to this, just please be aware that endorsement test no longer dictates separation church and state matters you now look to does the particular government act or law faithfully reflect the understanding of the founding fathers you know, is it in accordance with our history tradition and the original meaning of the constitution and 
that is is now the analysis all right roger we're going to leave it there appreciate you joining us on what's uh, turning out to be a very busy news day roger byron who is senior counsel from first liberty institute and we have direct links to first liberty uh, over on our live show blog 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 uh, tom uh, bevan uh, has uh, a good friend of this program uh, posted some interesting intel on the election and again this is why it's just, it's just very odd people are just it's just it was a weird election well it turns Turns out that the Republican Party is still leading the national House vote by just under six million votes. Now that's pretty jaw-dropping when you consider that there was not a red wave. And the general thinking is this is now not an indictment on Donald Trump. This is a big indictment on McCarthy, McDaniel, and McConnell, Republican leadership. As David Giglio writes, and uh, David is a um, is a very very influential um, Republican leader, says, "How can you get a GOP plus six electorate, and you fail to inspire a wave election?" It's because the best platform for the RNC Brain Trust, it's the best platform they could have come up with, was plagiarized from 1994, talking about Newt Gingrich's contract with America. And it's a fair point. And the problem is not so much they plagiarized it. There was no inspiration behind it. There were no specifics, aside from firing the 87,000 IRS agents. So again, ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to change the culture, within the Republican Party. We're going to have to do that by getting rid of the leadership that's been in power for so many years. And that's why I believe we got to replace McCarthy, McDaniel, and McConnell. What say you? We'll be taking your calls. Got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. believe this tucker we still have 650,000 votes that have not been counted and guess who these voters are they're the people who showed up on election day they're the people 275,000 of them are people who brought their mail-in ballots to the polls on election day because they don't trust the mail and they don't trust the drop boxes so guess who those voters are there are voters. And we're only down by a few thousand votes right now. When those votes come in, I think we're going to see a lot of liberal minds kind of blowing up. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case, Carrie Lake. And uh, again, folks, just as an ETA, we are expecting Lake to call in. Um, and uh, we'll, And if she's a bit late, we may have to do a pre-tape. So we'll figure all that out um, here momentarily. Jesse Waters stirring up some trouble. He's, he's blaming all of you women out there. All of you women, you're the reason why things went south in some of these races. And uh, he's got some advice for the men of America. Cut number 12. Also, single women are breaking for Democrats by 30 points. And this makes sense when you think about how Democrat policies are designed to keep women single. But once women get married, they vote Republican. Married women, married men, go for Republicans by double digits. But single women and voters under 40 have been captured by Democrats. 
So we need these ladies to get married. And it's time to fall in love and just settle down. Guys, go put a ring on it. All right. Is that the problem? Married ladies, is that the problem? All you single ladies out there, too, that uh, you, you don't have a husband to tell you who to vote for? <laughs> Those are Jesse Waters' words, not mine. I'm not sure I want to be in that world. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, Joe Biden taking some questions from the media. Cut number 14. Now, I've been given a list of 10 people that I'm supposed to call on. And you're all supposed to ask me one question, but I'm sure you'll ask me more. And uh, so let me start off with a list I've been given. Um, uh, Zeke Miller, Associated Press. All right. <laughs> there you go. Don't deviate from the list. Remember, he said that he got in, he would get in trouble. So we did. I mean, they would spike his porridge or something. We don't know. And let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Paul in Georgia. Paul, what's on your mind? Yes, sir. I wanted to comment on Donald Trump uh, about him running for president again. Uh, I do not believe that he should. Uh, he's possibly the best president that we have had in, in as far back as I can remember. And if everybody would have got behind him instead of fighting him all the time, this, this country would be a utopia now. I mean, it would be really a great country. And we are a Christian Judea-founded com- uh, country. Uh, and Donald Trump... Uh, not sure what happened there, but uh, we lost Paul from Georgia. He was making a good point, though. We are a Judeo-Christian nation. Uh, I know a lot of people have, have problems with that, but uh, that's that's what our founding documents say. Speaking of deity, the fake Reverend Al Sharpton weighing in on Stacey Abrams. Cut number six, please. Yeah. Moses, he led the Jews to the promised land, but he didn't get there himself. He, he didn't get there himself. But God took care of Moses. Yes, Keep he did. the Bible. God oh. said, I will bury Moses. Y'all leave Moses alone and let Joshua keep going. And Stacy will get her due. God will reward Stacy. Anytime you see Ossoff and Warnock and Biden in Washington, you're looking at the work of Stacey Abrams. That Amen. Amen. All right. So I am surprised that lightning did not strike the MSDNC studios, to be perfectly blunt about it. Uh, Stacey Abrams, though, in her concession speech, actually compared herself to the Apostle Paul, cut number 15. In the tradition of my friends Carolyn Hughley and Al Williams and Lisa Borders, and because I come by it honestly because my parents are Reverend and Reverend Abrams, (laughs) I am too reminded of what Scripture tells us. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I know the results are what we hope for tonight. And I understand that you are hurting and you are disappointed. I am too. We may not have made it to the finish line. But we ran that race, and we know this path, and we know that running is what matters, that standing is what matters, that defending is what matters. Again, I am just shocked that lightning did not strike anywhere near there. I suspect the good Lord was very happy that Brian Kemp won re-election in the state of Georgia. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a great American patriot. 
And I, the person I believe that will be the next governor of the state of Arizona, Carrie Lake, joins us. Carrie, uh, good to have you back with us. How are things going in Arizona today? What's the latest? <laughs> well, uh, let me say frustrating. You know, when you're someone who is a worker and you get stuff done, when you're watching incompetency and work not getting done, it's frustrating. You know, you'll want to get in there and do it yourself, but unfortunately, that's not how it works, and we have to wait for Maricopa County to count the votes, and we had a, a record number of people who showed up at the polls. They brought their mail-in ballot on Election Day to the poll and, and handed it to the poll workers because they didn't want to put it in one of those drop boxes, and they didn't want to put it in a mailbox, and those are most likely to be very heavy Republican votes. People who don't trust the way our, our election system is working. And they have close to 400,000 of those type of votes to count. But they have to take them out of the envelope, look at the signature. We believe that the vast majority of those are going to go our way. This race is it's already tight right now. It's almost a statistical dead heat. And we're going to start seeing a lot of these um, ballots go in our direction. I just heard that the ballots, they're still counting. And I think they're going to be releasing 20,000 or are mail-in ballots that arrived early. The ones that arrived early are typically more of the Democrat vote. So we're still waiting for them to count these heavy Republican votes that we believe are going to go incredibly high into the Republican column, and we will win this. But it's frustrating. You know, we sounded the alarm, Todd, after 2020. I did. I've been sounding the alarm since November 3rd of 2020. And we were chastised. We were uh, they tried to humiliate us. They tried to cancel us. If you talked about the election, they called you an election denier. And they shut people up. People were afraid to talk about what they saw, what was wrong with our elections. You were considered un-American if you talked about what was wrong with our elections. And because of that, because they did that, now we are, two years later, with messed up elections. It is time we have a discussion about our elections and restore faith, honesty, and transparency. And I will vow to the people of Arizona, when I take office, we're doing that and we're starting that job on day one. And, and Carrie, I mean, look at I mean, look at what happened in Florida where they were able to count all the votes in one night. Everybody knew who won, who lost, uh, and it was very efficient. Uh, the same thing in states like Tennessee. Um, and, and people are just looking, I think, around the country and saying, what the heck is going on in Arizona right now? Well, we had terrible elections in 2020, and we had some great lawmakers who wanted to get to the bottom of it, and they were practically run out of town. Then we had a bunch of people who were Republicans who refused to do anything about it. We needed leadership from the top that said, let's restore our elections. We didn't get it. We kicked the can down the road. We acted like it was a perfect election when it wasn't. And now we are left two years later with an election that is out of control. And so we got to get through this one. We got to work through all of the uh, problems to get to the other side to win and make sure that we actually come together and make this um, election reform happen. And, and I vow to do that. Carrie, we've got about 30 seconds, and, and I believe that is going to happen. Have you made any uh, plans to help care for and minister to the members of the mainstream media? Because you know they're going to be incredibly triggered when you take the oath of office. <laughs> I'll try not to laugh. You're a compassionate person. <laughs> you know, I I actually have been working with them now for 525 days since we announced and we ran for office. And it's what's happening is they're starting to ask better questions because we record them. When they're recording us, I'm recording so them. So smart. 
And we're just happy to put out them acting like fools when they do. And I've noticed that they're starting to ask better questions and not be as agenda-driven. So I think we're making some inroads with them and teaching them the proper way to be a journalist. Carrie, uh, you know that music means we've got to scoot out of here, but we wish you the very best. We, the whole country's got your back here, and, and we look forward to calling you governor very soon. Okay, thank you, Todd. We'll talk soon. All right, Carrie Lake, everybody. That's going to do it from us. Back tomorrow, noon Eastern. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Be good, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.